1: A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in everybody to the Saturday edition of the pack podcast. I will be your host today, Eli Berkovitz, joined as always by Janelle Mackey. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a fun look-ahead episode today, but before we get to all of our topics of the day, Jen, how you doing? How how you doing heading into this weekend? And uh, yeah, leading up, to, leading up to the big holiday weekend, which should be fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, so obviously we're not doing our usual injury report, given that it's a Monday night game. Therefore, the schedule's a little different, um, which kind of, you know, it's nice two weekends in a row kind of having a weekend to just kind of get things done, spend time with family, yeah. um, relax, kind of. I mean, given the scenarios, it's not totally stress free football, but at least we're not dealing with, you know, Monday morning blues or anything like that if things were not to go our way. So, yeah, I mean, very glad it's the end of the week. Um anybody who's working in school systems right now knows that kids get absolutely unhinged around this yeah. time of year with break just around the corner. So, yeah, uh, we are all just kind of living off a wing and a prayer. So, it, it this weekend is definitely going to be nice and you know, I'm looking forward to the Monday night game. Um it'll be fine, you know, there's a lot of people who I've seen who are going, which is super exciting for them. Um, you know, the matchup could be super interesting given like the Baker Mayfield situation and just kind of what's going on with the Rams. You know, they're a Super Bowl champion team who's also been struggling this year. So it could be, you know, it could be a really fun matchup. And, you know, with the weather, the way it's been in the Midwest, I don't know if it's similar to Um, Minnesota, how it is in Green Bay, but we've been getting a lot of snow, so if you could get like a snowy Monday night game, I think that could be a lot of fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I always love a good night snow game. It just seems more fun, but yeah, speaking of the Green Bay weather, I mean, the, the high for around kickoff, it's supposed to be between 15 to 20 degrees with the low in the single digits, so I know Packers uh, cold home field advantage may not be what it's all cracked up to be, but against a Los Angeles team and a team that, you know, really isn't all that good, you'd have to hope that would help. But yeah, I am looking forward to a Monday night game because like you said, it kind of just lets you relax through Sunday, watch the rest of football, no you know, like real stress. And then Monday night you pop in for the Packer game. So it's kind of perfect, but As you mentioned, definitely not stress-free football because even though the Packers are currently 5-8, and they still are far from—well, I will not say far, but definitely not eliminated from playoff contention just yet. And with no game on Sunday and us not doing the injury report, we are going to take a very optimistic look at how the Packers can, quote-unquote, run the table and maybe squeak their way into the playoffs— there's really, uh, I mean, there's there's a couple scenarios in which they can uh, make this happen. So yeah, me and Jen are going to run through them real quick and see what might be the most likely. So first off, the most important, the Packers needed a Seahawks loss on Thursday night. Uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers made sure that happened. Um, I'm kind of getting frustrated, to be honest, that the Niners are still looking very good with Brock Purdy. I was hoping that would stop, but. Yeah, that's the case. So in terms of Seattle, we just need them to lose one more game. Jen, they play the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Rams the final three games of the year. The Packers need them to lose one of those games. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, I would assume you're going to look at the Chiefs game and look for a loss there. But do you think they could also lose to the Jets or Rams?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Seattle, even though it seems like, you know, they've been going okay. Like they're doing better than I thought everybody expect them to with Geno Smith. But um, I don't think that, you know, you're going into the Chiefs game. I don't know where the game is at. I haven't looked at home and away situations with these guys, but either way the Chiefs are a super tough team, probably going to get pretty banged up. Um, it, is in, I mean, it
1: is in Kansas City. so that's Okay.
2: So you, you would kind of anticipate, but um, you know, weirder things have happened. And then the jets have kind of been a wild card team this year where they're winning games that they shouldn't be winning, but they're also not the jets that we've seen in the past. They're an up and coming. They're building to something more kind of team right now. Obviously the quarterback situation is a little iffy right now. I think Zach Wilson is playing this weekend, but obviously jets don't matter this weekend for us. Um, And then the Rams who, I mean, we'll see play Monday night and they're kind of a wild card team right now where it's like you don't really know what to expect from them so it's it's kind of with the Jets and the Rams and the Seahawks it's like three teams that are just wild cards and how are they going to play are they going to lay an egg or are they going to play the game of the year you know you just you don't know with these three teams right now so I think those are going to be super close matchups but um yeah for Seattle to lose at least, well, they, so they lost to the Niners, assume the Chiefs, but I mean, they could also lose more, I think, in that stretch.
1: Yeah, I I, I can't imagine it would hurt for for the Packers for them to lose more, but yeah, I think next week in Kansas City, Packer fans uh, obviously should be rooting for the Chiefs. It it would
2: be very, you know, Seattle to go beat the Chiefs right? and the boost to the Jets.
1: Yeah, that does sound a lot <laughs> like the
2: hopes that. up, you know, beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, and then go lose to the New York Jets. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, I was thinking when I saw that Zach Wilson is the starter, did you see uh, the longest yard, I assume, with Adam Sandler? Yes, yep. So when he comes in at quarterback and both offensive tackles just don't block and he gets to Oh, shoot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm expecting Zach Wilson to be facing this Sunday, which – um somewhat deserved but yeah well, I mean so, they're
2: playing the Lions and the Lions are
1: yeah I mean a surprisingly Hutchison, good team
2: I, I they're know. like they're a good team with a bad record almost
1: it's weird because the Lions yes. the Lions low-key they, they could really be uh pretty scary uh, I,
2: feel, I feel like we have this conversation every year about the Lions though where it's like they're know, a good team with a bad record and it's like they're always
1: going to be the Lions. Yeah,
2: good, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Like, first and foremost, they'll be the Detroit Lions, which means they're really not going to have to like worry about them. But right now, I mean, yeah, they happen to have a pretty pretty uh, good collection of young stars, so we'll see what mm-hmm. happens there. But, so, yeah, that's Seattle, and we got that out of the way first because that's the easiest, and they did just lose Thursday, so that helps. But Seattle does not matter unless either one of the Giants or the Commanders lose three of the next four So that's obviously going to be really where Packer fans need to pay their attention to. Mm -hmm. So let's start off with New York. Um, They actually play each other uh, this week, Giants, Commanders. So So
2: really, whichever team loses this week, we're kind of looking and hoping they'll lose two more.
1: Exactly. And just to run through their schedules so everyone can uh, picture what's going on here. So yeah, Giants, Commanders this Sunday, and then you got, Viking for this for the Giants. You got Vikings, Colts, and Eagles. That is not not easy. We all know the Vikings are frauds, but still they are where they are. Oh, the I don't want to have to
2: root for the Vikings. Though. I know, I know. <laughs> that makes me sick.
1: Yeah, let's actually let the Giants beat the Vikings and lose to the Colts. How about
2: Washington just loses out and makes yeah. it a lot easier for me? Yeah,
1: that, that is true. That would that would not only make it easier, but I also feel like because even though the, I think the Giants have a harder schedule, I just think the Commanders are probably a worse team.
2: Well, I was gonna yeah. say the Giants. I mean, they're they're a winning team, so yeah. I can I mean, see that well, team They do know. have the
1: same record currently, which is surprising, but you
2: know, like work. they, like they could beat the Commanders. Honestly, they probably could beat the Vikings. The Colts are a joke right now, but I'm sure they'd still, you know, that one probably could still end up being close. And then the Eagles, who we kind oh, of right. were skeptical right. about, like, are they good? Are they not? But I mean. Well we Eagle, really yeah.
1: just have to also hope that the Eagles in week eighteen have something to play for, which might Right. Not.
2: That's the thing is you don't want the Eagles by that point.
1: Yeah, bench, I mean they've already
2: finished their spot.
1: Yeah.
2: And if they all of a sudden are like, oh, we're gonna like not play Jalen Hurts and we're gonna play the backups, it's like, oh great. Hopefully yeah, by yeah. that point, Washington or New York has because like that's the fourth game out of the three of the four that they need to lose. So you just kind of hope that. Things have already worked out the way they need to by the time you get to week four.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because the Eagles right now, I mean, they have a two game lead on everyone in the NFC and barring a couple of weird losses for them would not surprise me if they are resting guys in week 18. So yeah, that is the case for the Giants. Uh, and as we said, Giants, except so for the Washington commanders, they have the Giants this week. The Niners next week, the Browns in week 17, and then the Cowboys in the finale. So both teams have tough schedules. I would I say. I honestly
2: think that just given the commanders' team, that they have the tougher schedule. I mean, yeah, yeah, Giants yeah. and I mean, they just played each other. And that was, the did they end, the end in a tie?
1: Mended a tie. So, yeah. The the two so, I guess yeah.
2: I don't know what happens in this situation if ties happen, if they just need to lose flat out. But, um, Hoping for just like flat out losses, so I think just looking at you know they play the Giants, they play the Niners, they play the Browns, they play the Cowboys. Um, I could see them losing to the Giants. I could see them losing to the Niners. I could see them losing to the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. Unless the the, Browns, uh, the Browns aren't even you know they're no easy win. They're not an
2: easy win, but I
1: yeah they won't go in. Yeah, well you know a few weeks ago it was a lot easier to talk about them potentially.
2: Right. Right Um, now I don't care if the Browns. Ever win yeah. another game ever yeah, again? <laughs> Browns,
1: I mean, yeah, the Browns can be a part of that. Uh, losing they could the Washington can, they're Washington
2: one can it. lose the other three, but yeah, they can like the destroy three. the Browns,
1: they could beat the Browns. So, yeah.
2: I'm glad we're all on the same page with
1: that one. Yeah, yeah we definitely are. So, so that's, that's essentially right now the Packers situation. So, this, like you said, John, I think, uh, it's a good point. Really, the Packers are just going to be rooting whoever between the Giants commanders, whoever loses on Sunday that's who you're going to be rooting to lose the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And neither one has, has a good schedule. So it is, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I thought it was a lot more impossible than this. I'll say that. And according to Austin Mock on Twitter, after last night's Seattle loss, the Packers, if they were to win out, which we'll get into in a second, but if the Packers were to win out, they would jump up to about a 75% chance to make the playoffs, which again is not I would I would have thought it was less. Uh the odds would have been less. So I I think that's definitely better off than a lot of fans maybe would have thought. Jen how right you now think we're
2: there? at what like 13, 13 and a half percent.
1: Right now they say like 13, 13.3, 13 and a half. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean, if you throw 75% in my face, the optimism in me is just like I'm gonna yeah. ride that all the way through until, you know, until there's no reason not to. Um, But yeah, at this point, like it, it, it's really hard to have to rely on other teams losing. Like this isn't a, this this isn't a situation that we're super familiar with over the last couple of years where it's like, Hey, we need other teams to win or lose to kind of boost our chances. We've been able to just kind of earn that spot ourselves, but The other half of it is not only are we, um, like, rooting for these teams to lose, we also need to do our part. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we need these other teams to do what they need to do in our favor. But if we don't do our part, like, nothing else that happens matters because we need to win out. And that, that honestly might be the tougher part for this team. Like, everything else could pan out the way they needed to among these other teams but honestly at this point i'm more worried about the packers not being able to do what they need to do
1: yeah that that i would say is is more is probably the most challenging part of this whole scenario so let's let's just jump into that and obviously starting monday night against the rams which i would say probably on paper should be the game most likely the packers do come out on top with but just a, a quick look at monday night jen how do you Obviously, the Packers going up against the Rams. I mean, obviously, Baker had that wild finish to the game, but they've been dealing with a ton of injuries. You know, just on paper looking at that game, how would you say the Packers should be attacking the Rams and just get a, get a quick win Monday night?
2: Yeah, I mean, the Rams with Baker, I mean, it's kind of just like, is it a fluke situation? Like, did he have something to prove? Like, what is Baker going to look like that every time? Is he finally on a team that, you know, he can be successful on is it one of those situations or was it just like primetime hero whatever it might be um i think a lot of it is just playing their game the packers have you know dug themselves in holes before just staying on top the whole time figuring out a way to get the lead maintain the lead and it's going to be super helpful it looks like romeo dobbs yes. has like there's a good chance that he can play so if you can get dobbs and watson in that mix together I think that this could be a game you know obviously the defense has been struggling but if you can get another weapon in there now that Watson has you know he's been hitting his stride um, you really hope that there's no bye week lull because there's been years where it's like like there it felt like there was like years and years and years where every time they came out of the bye week they lost and I really hope that they were able to take this bye week to just heal up and find the mentality they need, you know, do whatever it's going to take to come out here on Monday night and succeed. And I think that getting key players back like Dobbs is going to help a lot because now if they're going to try and shadow Watson more, you have Dobbs who has also proven himself to be an up and coming wide receiver for this team. So um, I think that that kind of opens up a lot of things for the offense. And then obviously we aren't sure exactly where they're going to be with the offensive line, what we're going to see. But if you have guys who are getting open quicker, that means that you're protecting for less amount of time. And then, you know, pocket isn't collapsing and all that nonsense that happens when Rodgers has to hold the ball for like 10 seconds. And especially if weather isn't good at, again, I don't remember what exactly weather is going to be like, but it could make it harder to mobilize. So maybe it's going to be a run day, but who knows? Um, Yeah. I think getting Dobbs back is going to be, a huge factor for this offense and hopefully you know not sure how the defense will perform because obviously it's been kind of brutal on their end but if the offense can just start putting up points that's going to take a lot of pressure off the defense and I think that's one of the things that's been the hardest for this team this year is they're so used to relying on the offense scoring that the defense you know they really needed to step up this year and it's been really challenging and they're not meeting the needs that we need them to and so if you could just have a game where offense is overly productive i think that'll maybe help this defense kind of gain some confidence as well
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: yeah, that's that's really what I what I was gonna look at for this game is just getting out to a quick lead and forcing the Rams to become one dimensional. And yes, Baker had a nice, you know, five minute stretch, I mean, that was a nice, a pretty wild and great to see kind of five minute stretch the the other week. But I don't think anyone is expecting uh, that to go on for an entire game. And if you can make the Rams go one dimensional, not running the football, not that they've been that good at running the football, but it always helps when you could just tee off with your pass rushers and go after the quarterback. So yeah, the Rams—they're not going to have Aaron Donald. Obviously, no Stafford, no Cup. There's, there's, this is a weak team right now. I believe that they're they would have the third pick in the draft this year if they didn't trade it to the Lions, which is another <laughs> problem. The Lions are playing good and have the third pick in the draft because the Super Bowl defending champions are terrible. But so yeah, so they're playing, you know. I just they they're playing so hurt right now. The Packers would really kind of have to play a pretty awful game to not come out of that with with a win, but I think it's really think it's the next couple of weeks after that where things get interesting, which is of course Christmas Day against the Dolphins and their very very explosive offense.
2: Oh, then, the thought of trying to cover Tyree Kill makes yeah. me nauseous.
1: <laughs> and then it's like beyond him, you still have Jalen Waddle who's also insanely fast. And yeah, and enjoyable. Tua has
2: been, you know, obviously he's had some things happen to him this season, but when he's out there, like he he's been awesome to watch. Like he's been yeah. so fun. And you're like, well, shoot, I don't want to have to play him when he's having a good season like this. But um, yeah, warm weather game in Miami against a team that has really explosive offensive
1: players. I mean, on paper, it's everything the Packers hate. That, that's yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely kind of intimidating to think about, but right now the Dolphins are, are not looking as unstoppable maybe as they did a few weeks ago, which should help a little bit. But, yeah, that game and then obviously the Vikings game on New Year's Day are two games that – I mean, all of the games are must-win, but those, let would say, would be the two games that really – Concerned me the most on this schedule. So I just think in general, Jen, I mean, for them, you know, to really go on this run and win all four games, it's going to take some kind of major improvement somewhere. So at what part of this team are you looking at? And you're, you know, looking at this last month and saying, if we want any chance, so-and-so or this unit needs to step up and have a huge part of it, or it's not going to happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, really it's, the DBs, you know, the safeties and the cornerbacks. I mean, I, I know Jair had the big play at the end of the Bears game, but up until that point, he, he was not impressive. And that's what's super frustrating is that you have someone like Jair Alexander, who's supposed to be one of the best, if not the best at his position, and he's underperforming right now. So that's been super frustrating. Obviously, there's issues with the safety room, you know, with injuries and I know that, like, the cornerback room has also had injuries, like, with Stokes and stuff like that. But it's just been extremely frustrating. And you don't know if it's scheme, if it's execution, if it's a mixture of both, which is kind of the way I lean. Because even with scheme, like, they're still not finding ways to succeed when they're in the right positions at this. So um, I don't know what needs to be lit inside them. Because Jair always looks fired up, but it's like he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. at least from a viewer perspective. So I think if he can, in these last four weeks, really get back up to the Jair that we know, I think that's going to make a huge improvement in this backfield because it's going to make it harder to want to target those guys, especially because, like we just talked about, like there's going to be some really tough receivers coming exactly. up in these next few weeks where it's like, you know, we got Tyree Kill and, you know, Justin Jefferson and – like all those guys, I mean, even Amon Ra, like, 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 yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of really good receivers and they're going to target at our guys because they know, they know that we've been struggling in that position. And I think if you can go into this Rams game and play a really, really solid defensive game and gain that confidence, like I said before, that'll hopefully help carry you into those tougher matchups because yeah, that it's, it's just super frustrating right now. And I really don't know the other words to use for that because that's all I really feel is like, if
1: it was like five years ago, yeah, no, Sam, if it was like five years when there wasn't really any talent and we kind of, like we expected, and there was almost no reason why they wouldn't be bad. You know, when Ladarius Gunter is covering Julio Jones and MD Jennings and Jeron McMillan are your safety. It's like, okay, but when you've spent the amount of money, like you said with Jair or, with all the other, you know, with Kenny Clark, and I mean, plenty of signings, plenty of obviously draft picks, Clay Walker, Eric Stokes, who's obviously hurt right now, but Devontae Wyatt. The list goes on and on. You put so much into the defense, like you said. The real, the best way to describe it is just frustrating because it's like this is not what we should be seeing. It's Especially not,
2: because it's not like you're not playing like elite quarterbacks right now.
1: Yeah, they've like, made some. Yeah, really, Jalen Hurts really, really guy.
2: good, but like. You're playing Justin Fields, and now you're going to be playing Baker Mayfield, and um, I mean, you just Justin, have Kirk Cousins uh, and Jared Goff. Like,
1: yeah, the, it, the whole it, year. I mean, they're they're yeah. losing streak. They were facing, you know, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke, can find Josh Allen, but then Jared Goff. Like, those aren't guys you should be losing to, and some of those games weren't all that close. So that's. I mean, the defense. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That would probably be the first place I would look towards. Um, I also
2: like. With that, so it's like, yes, the DBs need to do their job because they're letting these, you know, mid-tier quarterbacks look, you know, like Tom Brady, goat level, whatever. And I also think that we need to get more pressure on the quarterbacks. So finding a way to get to the quarterback, like, there's some quarterbacks here where it's like, if you can get them to scramble, like, they're going to collapse. You know, I'm especially, like, Kirk Cousins, like,
1: Presence, Goff. I mean, even Tua, he's not very mobile. You get in his face. Yeah, you
2: get these immobile quarterbacks and get in their face a little bit, make them make wonky throws, and hope that your DBs can make the plays. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I hear – obviously, I'm here in Minnesota. I hear all about, like, oh, he's making these amazing catches, all this stuff. It's like, well, if Kirk could throw an accurate ball, (laughs) he wouldn't have to make all these spectacular (laughs) plays. So hopefully the defense can, like, execute on those kinds of crazy balls. But, I mean – Justin Jefferson's also just a maniac, so yeah, makes it tough. But yeah,
1: he he is uh, pretty pretty scary to play against, honestly. But yeah, like you said, pressuring pressuring the quarterback the whole year. I feel like it's I mean, really for sure since Rashawn Gary's been out, it's not been where it should be. Even with you know Kingsley and Igbari stepping up pretty nicely for Gary, but yeah, that's going to be huge overall. I mean, we all know. I mean, this defense right now is just not living up to what it should be. But I'm actually going to. Take what might seem kind of obvious, but I feel like it's not necessarily. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers. You know, right now, I know obviously. Also, it's not a very surprising answer for me. But first, let me uh, let me explain myself. We know he's not having his best season in a while, uh, clearly. And this team, whether it's with the defense struggling, special teams. I mean, Keshawn Nixon's obviously given them a nice a nice boost, but almost non-existent for the most part. This offense, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, when it comes to this kind of stuff, like no matter, forget Aaron Rodgers, really any team, you kind of need you need a little magic from your quarterback. That's really what it is. Yeah. You need a guy who's going to go out there, first and foremost, not turn over the ball, which Rodgers, for the most part, is obviously the best ever at this year, not as great. But, yeah, you, you just need you need your MVP Hall of Fame quarterback to go out there and play like it. And I think it's really big that he has been verbal multiple times about his thumb feeling much better. His oblique doesn't seem like much of an issue anymore. So I'm not saying, you know, look out for MVP Aaron Rodgers, but if we can go out there and throw 250 yards a game with two or three touchdowns, it's going to take a ton of pressure off the defense, less pressure on on the run game, on the play calling, special teams like overall, we all know for the last 15 years, the thing that really wins games for this team and gets the team going is Aaron Rodgers. And there's nothing wrong with that when he's your quarterback. And he needs to come out this last month and kind of show like, all right, I'm not, you know, he said in Chicago, I'm still here. I'm not going, you know, I'm still here. So you got to show the last month of the year what you're about. You're still here. You still want to play. Who knows about the future? But right now you have four games to show that you could get back to either that MVP or close to that MVP level. And I also just think, in general, for this team to win against teams like the Dolphins and teams like the Vikings and even the Lions, one of the highest-scoring offenses in football, this team, they're going to have to put up points. As much as we want to hope the defense improves, and obviously that is going to be very important, the team they're probably going to have to score 24 to 28 points a game, I would say, for sure. Maybe not this week, but the next three weeks to get wins. So when they need to score that much, I'm looking at Rodgers.
2: You you and I are kind of like – I'm like, oh, the defense needs to play better, and you're saying, oh, the offense needs to play better. Like, realistically, that's how you win games: is when both better. are playing at a high level. Like, yeah, yeah. and the Packers this year, and it it doesn't seem like this isn't like unfamiliar territory, but it's like the offense will have a super, super good drive. You know, give the defense time to rest, go down, score, and then the defense comes out, and it's like they go down and score. Like, you know, it's yeah, or or the defense gets a pick or a turnover an interception. And then the defense or the offense comes out yeah, and
1: goes I feel like this year has been the most ever, whether it's a turnover or since Keyshawn Nixon's been getting some nice returns, they have squandered all of their good field position, which doesn't happen often, but if it's happened, they have squandered yeah. it almost immediately, like usually three and outs, like forget. Yeah. Brian, like the defense
2: is awesome. still celebrating the turnover yeah. and they're already <laughs> heading no, back. No, out on well, the
1: field. Exactly. <laughs> like it's, that has been definitely very apparent to me. And, One of the more frustrating parts.
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, just playing in sync, both sides of the ball, I think that's going to be huge, is if you can get both sides to show up and play at a high level, that's going to help tremendously because it's going to help each other. It's going to take pressure off of each other if you're both playing. Yeah, well, yeah. and the crazy thing is, we're not even talking about special teams right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad this season has been, is where we're not even discussing discussing yeah. special teams because we they have, have the time or their problems.
1: Yeah, it's like all right, we've got enough problems. We're not gonna go there right like now. Like
2: now that you got Pat O'Donnell and you got Nixon, it's like things are coming together for that. But it's like special teams isn't gonna win you games, so. Yeah. I mean it'd be crazy if like Nixon could just run everyone back, but
1: if
2: that's like however you want to get points, I don't care. Just at the just start putting up more points than your opponent. Like that's crazy. That's, I know. That was
1: right. pretty important for winning games. Right. I mean, I know
2: right. maybe they don't know that, but that's what you need to do to be able oh to my gosh. Jen, yeah. is that why they're
1: five and eight? They had no idea. Oh
2: right. I, who didn't tell them. them. You
1: could have told them <laughs> weeks ago. You're so selfish.
2: I know. I'm, I'm so sorry. Next time I'll let Matt LaFleur know, like, hey, need more points than the other team or you're not going to win. And then, yeah. you know, I mean, figure out how they scheme around that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could be a totally different team once you tell them that. Uh, but, yeah, everyone, that that's essentially how the Packers can turn what was a pretty nightmare kind of season into a little bit of a miraculous season and maybe a very fun one. And, again, I, I don't think either of us, even though I think we both generally – uh, lean on the more optimistic I was side gonna say,
2: like are you you know because th- this might not be a show for the doubters and the pessimists and those who are hoping for a high draft pick because yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't have matt this week who sometimes is the more realistic um yeah. unfortunately he, he's Before down in milwaukee reason. watching the bucks so um so it's just us here and you and i are like optimistic we we root for the win um like, I'm, like, sickly optimistic. Like, I will, if you give me that 13% chance, like, I'm going to take it because it's something. And I know that you're kind of, you're, like, kind of a realistic optimist, but you still believe that things well, are going to go the way we well, need them until there's
1: zeros on that clock, I ain't giving up on this. TV right, right.
2: Until, until Zach's, you know, famous <laughs> eliminated, eliminated thing is, like, for real,
1: then. Yeah then maybe but once once he posts one without Aaron Rodgers long hair and it's updated to this year then we know it's a problem um, yeah but
2: hopefully hopefully we don't see that
1: yeah I don't think we're gonna see that probably for the next two or three years once we go on this two or three Super Bowl run with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback but <laughs> yeah as uh as you just said though yeah I'm sure there will be plenty of uh pessimistic people and doubters who are gonna love this idea but number one there's no injury report to go over today as a general Friday, but also it's really not that great. I mean, like you said, I do think the hardest part of it will be the Packers winning out as opposed to getting help that they need. But uh, ruling out Aaron Rodgers has made a lot of people look stupid and I'm not going to be one of those guys. So I'm just going to hope it works out for the best and we'll see how it goes Monday night, which I'm very much looking forward to. But before we head out, Jen, uh, why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you and all of your great work.
2: Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. You can find me here every Saturday on Pack-A-Day Podcast with Eli and Matt. Uh, you can find me over on Game on Wisconsin every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central live on Open Book with Zach and Eli. And then sporadic, occasional, whatever with Packer Report. Sometimes I'm doing stuff with them, but been on a little bit of a hiatus. So, um, yeah, those are basically the places you can find me, but Twitter generally is the place that you can go and you'll see anything that I've been working on.
1: All right, everyone, you heard it there. Make sure to give Jen a follow on Twitter. And as always, make sure to, oh, well, first off, make sure to follow Matt. Um, I believe it's at Matt underscore Frey underscore on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. Make sure to subscribe and like and comment wherever you watch, uh, listen to your podcast. I'm sorry. For Packaday, and of course, follow on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Everyone, as always, go Paco. Go.